Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. The Lord. Man, the Lord's so good. Marissa, will you hit that white? Thank you. Let's see now. So uh, the Lord's been really like putting on my heart about discernment and wisdom. And I knew a week ago that I was going to be sharing tonight. And so I was already kind of like, you know, having my ears open like, Lord, what are we going to talk about? Because I don't know. And um, earlier this week, he began to really uh, just speak to me about like discerning and, and the importance of knowing what's going on in the spirit. And so uh, I really wasn't sure that I was going to share that. But then last night we had worship practice and Pastor David was sharing some revelation the Lord gave him about King David from a scripture where it's uh, kind of identifying King, King David in the Bible. And um, we really went really heavy on discernment and wisdom. And so to me, it was just like the Lord saying like, okay, this is like, this is where my heart's at right now. And so I was like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to trust you in this. And so. I believe right now there is a uh, like a grace for us to kind of tap in and really come into a better, greater understanding of why discernment is, is, is a gift to the body and why he's highlighting it right now. Um, so d- what is discernment? It's is this divine knowledge or understanding without any judgment. Um, divine knowledge about something. So it's not based off of like anything that we can assume or judge like we can't make a judgment about it it's supernatural knowledge um, or understanding James three thirteen says if you are wise and understand God's ways then prove it by living an honorable life doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom meaning there's a behavior a holy conduct that we live in when we operate in wisdom and discernment so this from this scripture it shows that there's fruit when we operate in discernment and wisdom. And that fruit is seen by the way we conduct ourselves to kingdom living. Discernment comes only through relationship with God. In order for us to have discernment, we have to know the word of God. Because if we're going to be picking up on what God's showing us, but we don't know his word, then we're easily going to be misled. Does that make sense? Like if we don't know his word, what are, how are we going to know if, if we're dis, what we're discerning is him? I think that the Lord wants to, uh, he wants to lead us through every season, every time, every, like, everything we go through, I think that he doesn't want us to look just blindly wonder where we're going. I know, like, we're, we're led by faith, where we walk by faith, not by sight, and we're led by the Spirit, but it's like, I believe, like, the closer we get to his heart, the more discernment or spiritual awareness that we have into what he's calling us into. And so I believe it comes from that relationship with him. But discernment gives us the ability to know what is of Jesus and what is of the enemy. We need discernment so that we can identify lies of the enemy. Godly discernment always points back to unifying the body. And worldly discernment is nothing more than just suspicion. I've learned that. Worldly discernment is where we are led by our emotions rather than what we feel in the spirit. We're led by what we have sensed in the natural. It's based upon judgments and observations of the flesh. 
Um, there's this term called parking lot pro prophecy. You ever heard of it? It's, it's where, <laughs> it's a joke back in the day from whenever we used to go to church, but you would kind of overhear some people. I never did this, but this is what, I, it was a term used in the church that I've heard of, but they would say like, you know, people would come to church services and they would overhear people talking in the parking lot and then go in the, <laughs> in the sanctuary and like prophesied that over them. Like, oh, you know everything about me. It's like, no, you overheard me in the parking lot. And it's like, that's not discernment. You know, that's just like making judgments and assumptions off of what you know in the natural. And so that's not discernment. Um, for example, um, there's been so many times, like countless times, that I've been in worship. And I've not, not here at this house, but like just through the years. And I will be wrecked, crying, a mess at the altar during worship. And then people come over there and think I either need deliverance, I need prayer because I'm broken, or they just make these assumptions based off of tears when, in fact, I'm like, I'm in the best place ever right now. I'm crying because I'm so overjoyed, you know? And it's like without, with discernment, maybe they wouldn't have, you know, maybe they wouldn't have thought I was sad, you know, because I wasn't. And it's, I'm telling you, it's happened many times. Um... And so discernment is not based off of what we can see. And so how do we know if we're operating in discernment or if we're operating in suspicion? What I have learned is suspicion always makes out people to be suspects. And we have to remember that even if, okay, so even if people are making unholy decisions, people are never the enemy. Like, we don't war against flesh and blood. People are never the enemy. Um, they're, they're being deceived. So discernment is a holy gift, so it will always point back to love and redemption. Since discernment is a transfer of knowledge, it's this knowledge from, the, from Holy Spirit to our spirit. It's him showing us things spirit to spirit, so it will never make out people to be the enemy because the Lord doesn't look at people as his enemy right? He, he made the way for reconciliation. And so if we ever look at an individual, say we're discerning something and it turns our heart away from that person, that's not discernment. That's suspicion. Because true discernment will always line up with hope and redemptive grace because God loves people. And so discernment comes from a place of sensing. I look at this as uh, like our spiritual senses. And so seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, smelling, um, those things that are not seen or obvious to our natural senses. A glimpse behind the curtain of what is natural into the supernatural, that is discernment. And I think that's so exciting. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. This shows us that there are things, eternal things that God is wanting us to pay attention to. And that we're not going to notice them with our natural eye. That means there's things the Lord wants us to see that are unseen. And so we're not going to see them with our natural eye. We're going to see them. Maybe we're going to hear them. Maybe we're going to feel them. But discernment requires faith. So if we're to walk by faith and not just by sight, this also shows us that faith, the believing and trusting in the Lord, is a prereq to discernment. Discernment is the use of our spiritual senses, like plain and simple. Like it's, it's, it's using our senses 
in the spirit. And the Bible tells us that we are seated in heavenly places. And discernment is what allows us to pick up on what is happening in the spirit while physically being on the earth. Um, a few examples. I was just kind of thinking of like testimonies to really like make this relatable. But this past Sunday, uh, for example, we will get up here at 9.30 or 9. <laughs> I'm late. <laughs> But we're supposed to be here at 9 to, for uh, worship practice, or not worship practice, intercession. Um, and the worship team will get up here. And you ever walk into a room and it's like you feel good, and then you walk in the room and you're like, whoa, it's heavy in here. Or it's, or maybe you felt heavy and you walked in and you're like, oh, my gosh, it feels amazing in here. You know, like it's not like a feeling like an emotion, but it's a feeling that you can't explain that you feel in your spirit. And so, like, for example, this past Sunday... <coughs> We were uh, prophetically singing, interceding, just trusting the heart of the Lord to, 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 to set the atmosphere, to set the stage for his presence. And I was in the middle of singing, and it was nothing, um, it was nothing crazy. It was probably, I think it was just, you know, songs about how amazing Jesus is. And in walks an individual, and as soon as they walked in the room, I just started, I just felt heavy. I felt inadequate. I stopped singing and I got off the stage because I was just like, I don't belong up here. I'm just, I'm not, I can't do this. I'm not made for this. Like I got just weighed down with inadequate thoughts. And I went and Johnny was laying on the floor and I just laid next to him and I was just like, woe is me. You know, like I didn't say that, but I mean, I might as well have. But I was just, and I, and I sat there and I was like, Lord, what is happening? And instantly he replayed that individual walking in the room and he said, that what they brought in, you're feeling. And so don't partner with it, acknowledge it, and pray for them. <laughs> Just go pray for them. And I was like, okay, Lord, like you're not letting me experience this because you think I'm inadequate. You're letting me experience this because you want me to have empathy for this person so I can pray for them with your heart and not mine. Another example, um, and I've never, I haven't gotten to experience this yet, but maybe you guys have. And um, in Jesus' name, I will one day. But I've been in so many church services where, like, a crowd in the room will, they'll start smelling heaven. Then they'll smell like cinnamon and something sweet and stuff. I've never gotten to. But I'm always like, I was right there in the middle. And I didn't smell like, <laughs> like, Lord, awaken my, my, my sense of smell. Or I've been places and they're like, they smell sulfur. Like, they smell like, you know, the demonic. And it's so... I say that to say, like, there are, there's access. There's so much more access than we even realize when we tap into discernment. And it's a gift to the body. Like, the gift of discernment is a gift for the body. And um, I think it's something that we need to be more intentional about. Like, Lord, I want this, you know? I mean, Paul said to, to, to ask for the gift of prophecy. And it's like, so I've done that. But I was thinking the other day, I was like, I never ask for discernment. I mean, I... I have before, but it's not like something where I contend for. And I mean, what a what an amazing gift to be able to tap in, like to so easily sense the reality of heavens while we're here on the earth. Like how much more would that make your fire burn and, and keep you in line with like, yeah, this is what I'm going after. If every day you woke up and you smelt heaven or every day you woke up and you saw visions or, or you felt what that person at the grocery store was going through, you know, like what a what gasoline on the fire, you know? And so I was thinking like, wow, Lord, what a beautiful gift to the body. Like this needs to be awakened. This needs to be stewarded. This needs to be, to be heightened. And so that's my heart today.
Because discernment is a gift of the Spirit, so there's nothing we can do to earn it because it's a gift. However, because it is a tool of understanding what's going on in the Spirit, it is dependent on us to sharpen and cause it to grow. Okay? Just like with any of the gifts, like words of knowledge, words of wisdom. I had never done that before, so I was... I really didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but I was like, Lord, I want to do this uh, because I want to grow in it, you know? Like, I want to I be wise. And, and every Thursday we come here and we activate the gifts, especially prophecy, you know, 90% of the time. And it's because we long to see the body built into what God's calling her to be. And, and prophecy builds that up, but so do the other gifts, right? Uh, healing, words of knowledge, uh, the prophetic, like all these things build the bride. They're all gifts to make her who she's called to be. And so as we fine-tune these things, as we step out and we practice and we, and we I know we don't say take risks because there is no, fa- there, risk implies that there's a, that a possibility to fail and there's no failing in the kingdom. But to just choose to, Lord, I want to, I want to practice this so I can get better at it. I want to Lord, show me something in the room this morning so that I can sense it, grow in that sensitivity. And I believe that the more we do that, the more that discernment will become uncovered and awakened within us. One of the greatest, easiest, most exciting ways we can grow in discernment is through worship. Through worship. Because worship enthrones Jesus, and wherever Jesus is made king, that becomes his kingdom. When we are living out of heaven on earth, we have easier access to the things of the kingdom. We begin to see, hear, feel, taste, smell the kingdom in a greater degree because we're there. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Our senses are connected to his presence. We just have to make sure we're staying in the right kingdom and worship is the door. There's been so many times uh, in worship settings that I've had visions, that I've, I've heard the voice of the Lord in ways that I've never heard him, that, um, that I've, I've, I've experienced like angelic activity. And I know this isn't just me, I'm sure y'all too, like, like, have you ever noticed when you're in that atmosphere, it's so easy to prophesy because you hear God so clearly. You see, you see visions and pictures so easily. It's because whenever we're, see, when we're in that reality of I'm seated in heavenly places, and when he becomes the center to where it's like, okay, Lord, I'm gazing at you, and we realize, hey, I'm not just here on the earth. I'm in the heavens seated next to Jesus, seated in the same seat as Jesus. We become more tapped in and more, more in tune with where our spirit really is. Because this is so, this is so uneternal. I, don't, I can't think of the word for uneternal. Temporary. <laughs> this is so temporary, you know? But it's like what is unseen is eternal. And that's the eyes that we should, be, we should be seeing with. We should be seeing with those eternal eyes, living from that place of worship so that we are encountering the Lord in, in such a more real and tangible way. We have to learn to live from this place. And I just pray tonight that the Lord gives us eyes to see and ears to hear. I want to talk about wisdom now that we've covered a little bit about discernment. Wisdom is so directly 
so directly tied into wisdom, to discernment. Proverbs 10, 13 says, wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning. Proverbs 16, 21 says, the wise are known for their discernment. And so it takes wisdom to respond to what the Lord is showing us, to what he's allowing us to see and hear and feel. It requires wisdom in order to respond. And so he gives us this, he gives us the gift of discernment for many reasons. But knowing what to do with he gives it is really where wisdom comes into play. For example, like going back to that testimony about Monday, um, he allowed me to feel the heaviness, the, the inadequate inadequacy of the individual walking in the room, but I knew it wasn't just because I was supposed to know. I knew there was something I was supposed to do, and he was like, well, go pray for her. And so not only did he give me the problem, he gave me the solution. One time, this was a couple of years ago, but it was here in this house, um, an individual who had never been here before came in and sat right over there. And as soon as this individual walked in and sat down, the Lord told me, and this is probably going to sound weird, crazy, but take it or leave it. <laughs> That's what the Lord told me, <laughs> and I was obedient. But he said, that, it, that person is a witch, and they're here on assignment. I want you to go next to them. I want you to worship with everything you have tonight. And so I was like, I was, at first I was slightly intimidated because I'm like what <laughs> and did I just hear that like <laughs> and I'm like well why would I make that up you know and so going back to suspicion and discernment suspicion would have put a a target on her head and I would have been like oh we gotta get we gotta get her out of here you know but rather I was like okay Lord I'm gonna trust that as I go next to her as I dance in joy as I as I pour out all my love on you that she's gonna experience your presence in such a way that she's never going to want to partner with it, the enemy again. And so, honestly, I could say I don't know what happened to her. I never saw her again, but I went next to her, and I worshipped my tail off. I didn't, I, I didn't really give any attention to her. I wasn't doing it for her, but I just made sure that I got in a parameter of her to where if whatever I gave the Lord, I wanted her to feel what reverberated from it because I trusted the Lord's voice in that. Another uh, testimony of discernment, um, and this is uh, this has happened to me many times, but I often will, when I pray for people, if I, I can see aggression on them, not not everyone, obviously, not everyone you know has aggression, but sometimes I'll be praying for individuals, and I'll see them almost like like in my mind's eye and the the, the eyes of my heart, I'll see them like growling at me and like. It's weird. It looks like like they're like coming at me like a bear. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> the first time it ever happened, I was just like, "Oh my goodness, Lord, why am I seeing this?" But then I started seeing it more and more, and I noticed it, there was a pattern. And so I would like to say I immediately started praying against like aggression and anger and things like that. But no, at first, the first time it happened, I was scared. <laughs> and I was like, "Lord, I don't know why I'm seeing that. Do they want to fight me?" <laughs> but. <laughs> But no, after it happened so many times, the Lord began to tell me, you know, like, they're not the enemy. Like, it's, it's not about them. Like, this is a spiritual war, and you need spiritual eyes. And so I'm showing you things in the spirit. And so a spiritual war, you have to fight with spiritual ammunition. And so I say that to say the wisdom and how to, um, to pray or to uh, the wisdom 
sorry, of what to do in those situations was he began to show me when that happens, you need to pray against aggression. You need to pray against anger and, um, and really just pray like the love and the joy and the peace of the Lord over them. And so it was really neat because not because I was able to see these things, which is cool. I, I, I value everything God lets us, you know, go through and, and get to experience. Like everything he does is amazing and nothing is so small. Like everything's huge. But it was just the fact that it was like, okay, Lord, you love this person so much that you're going to show me what they're struggling with so that I can kind of be a key in your hand and we can unlock together. And so it's important, like, when God shows us things or speaks things to us, it's like, Lord, why, what is the purpose of this? Why are you showing me this? I know you're not doing it because you want to mark that person as being unclean or, or someone that you don't want me to be, you know, go around. Is it to pray? Is it to share with these individuals? Or are you just sharing this because that's what friends do? They share secrets. And I think sometimes the Lord does just share things with his friends, you know? Like, he'll just share things, you know, like, hey, he might give you some divine knowledge, discernment about something someone's going through, and you might not ever share it with an individual. You might just pray about it in your prayer closet, you know? And that's okay. One time, um, whenever I was new to the, to the, new in the Lord, someone came to me, and this was like, we were just kind of getting on our, our little prophetic ears were just now like sh like standing up. We were starting to realize, hey, we can hear from God. <laughs> and like this little group of like our young adult group, our friends. And so we were actively like pursuing the gift of prophecy because we were like, hey, we have access to this. We want it. We've tasted it. We want it. And um, the Lord's so good. But one individual came to me one day, and they were like, I had this dream about you. And they shared the dream. Honestly, I don't remember it. All I remember is how it made me feel. It made me so discouraged. Like, it was not a good dream. It was not a good dream. It was bad. <laughs> I think I'd, like, fallen away from the Lord, and, like, I was, like, doing bad things. Like, it was really discouraging. And I remember for weeks, it, like, my spirit was just broken because I was, I was, I kept on thinking, like, well, we're all hearing from the Lord now, and now I see my destiny, <laughs> you know? And, and so that's why I say it's so important. Like, Lord, am I called? Like, you're showing me this. Is this for that person, or should I just pray? You know, because I, I don't know if that person, and, and we were all young in the Lord, so it was, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes you don't, that's how we learn, you know, is by making mistakes. Not saying they were making a mistake, but, but what if, the Lord would have told them not to share that, you know. And so I think it's very important that we are asking the Lord, like, Lord, is this for that person or do I pray? You know, and if I pray, how do I pray? And so because wisdom builds a house. That's Proverbs 14, 1. It says wisdom builds a house. And it's wise to build up those around us. Even if the Lord shows us something about an individual that doesn't seem encouraging, how can I build through this? Because remember, God will never contra contradict his word. So we must use wisdom and test everything. Because just like Marissa was sharing earlier, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, like he came to give us future and a hope. And so I believe that every word from God, every discerning factor, everything that he shows us, gives us, like I just feel like, I feel, <laughs> I shouldn't have said I feel. <laughs> but every part of God and his uh, amazing omniscience, his vastness, his greatness, every particle of his being 
has hopefulness and a future. Like there's no, there's nothing discouraging in him. And so I believe that when he shows us things, like we're called to pull out the good, to pull out the gold. Just because we hear, see, or feel something doesn't always mean it's from God either. Sometimes it can be of ourselves, you know. Sometimes it can be the enemy. And so we have to use wisdom hand in hand with discernment. They just go together. And so, yeah, God's so good. So anyways, I'm just going to pray over us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for discernment. Lord, I thank you for this beautiful gift, Lord. This beautiful gift that gift that helps us see that heaven is so much closer than we can imagine, that you are so much closer, Lord. Father, that we can see what you see, that we can hear what you hear, that we can feel your heart, Lord. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would just increase our eyesight, Lord, to see your beauty in a greater dimension, Lord. I pray that our ears would hear your voice, Lord, in the slightest whisper. Lord, sharpen us to know you. Lord, we want to taste and see that you are good. So, Lord, I just, I come into agreement with your heart tonight, Lord, and I just prophesy just a heightened sensitivity to your Holy Spirit tonight, Lord. Father, that we begin to see in ways we've never seen, that we would begin to hear in ways we've never heard, that we begin to discern with wisdom that you are desiring of us, Lord. So, Father, we just honor you. And we just say more in Jesus' name.